0: all right guys welcome to empowering kingdom entrepreneurs and ministers this podcast has been crafted to empower kingdom entrepreneurs and ministers to connect with marketing principles that can help them grow i've got a special guest in studio with me so i can't wait to jump in here we go welcome to the second episode of empowering kingdom entrepreneurs and ministers my name is Mike Montes, and today we're going to be talking with somebody who I have in studio with me now it's been it was kind of a challenge to get this person in studio had to move a lot of things around to be able to do this and so I'm so honored to have them here now before I let you know who that is before we get into all that I want to, I want to just kind of give a little bit of background so that you can understand uh, really just the the power of of what this individual has been able to accomplish in their life. So now they've been running their organization for just about 18 years. And in that time, um, I've been able to see, you know, four times the growth. How how many of you as entrepreneurs would love to have four times growth, right? When you get started and then you're you're at a certain level and then you just double it and then double it again and then double it again. I mean, it, that's, what's, that's really what, just what's been happening, right? Just continuing to grow and grow and grow. Now, this individual actually runs multiple departments, the head of multiple, multiple departments, leads, leads people, leads leaders, leads up-and-coming leaders. I mean, I, I cannot be more excited about what they have to bring as an entrepreneur and as um, support to other entrepreneurs in and around their lives. So, without further ado, I want to introduce you to my lovely wife, Tabitha Montes. Hey guys. Awesome. So listen, we have we are going to be talking today about what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur, okay? Now, the reason why I really wanted to to have this on this is actually going to be our first episode, but again because of the timing, you know, we've had to uh we've had to ask our awesome 13-year-old to watch the baby, so he's in there, I'm sure doing all sorts of fun things in the in the next room, uh, playing Fortnite probably is what's happening while the baby sits on the floor and plays with toys. But you know, it's it's help. We, we we gotta do what we gotta do. We I want her to come on and I want her to answer some questions. Now these questions I've not given her in advance. So she has no idea what she's going to be asked. Okay. This is not her cup of tea. She's not, she does not love to be on air. She's not love to to do podcasts. She's never done one before. Um, I have one podcast ahead of her. So, but I do do a lot of, uh, zoom room meetings and I've been on stage a few times. And so I've got a little bit of an advance, but I want you to hear her heart. I want you to hear what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur. I've asked her, to go ahead and hurt my feelings if she needs to. It's totally okay. She's been pampering me all weekend. This is Father's Day weekend, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I have a little bit more of a thick uh, thicker skin than normal, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure she's gonna be lovely. So Tabby, I want to, before we get started, I want to let you know that I really, really want you to be as honest, as brutally honest as you can, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there whose spouses are probably feeling the way that you feel or have felt in the past, but they're not verbalizing it. And one thing that you do, one thing that you've done so well is you've told me and you've shared with me and you've opened up to me when others, you know, in other marriages, maybe that, that didn't happen. You would share with me, hey Mike, I don't like the way that this happened. I don't like this. You're, when, you're, when you're struggling, when you're frustrated, you're willing to, to tell me, which is awesome because then I can either A, fix it or usually what's more appropriate is just listen, right? I'm learning, you know, after all the years that we've been married, I'm learning not to fix everything. So, I want to ask the first question. And the first question that I want to ask is a doozy. Tell me, what in the world is it like to be married to an entrepreneur?
1: <laughs> well, that's kind of a loaded question. Mm. <laughs> um, to be married to an entrepreneur is like a roller coaster ride that you have no idea when it's going to stop if it's going to stop it's probably in the dark and it's really just unpredictable that would be my word is it's very unpredictable
0: well i would i would agree with you that's that's actually a lot what it's like to be an entrepreneur is it's very unpredictable it's a roller coaster ride and it's up and down and a lot of times in the dark and we think that we're in control but we're not, and we think we're making good decisions that will lead us to go up the hill, but it doesn't. It's a turn, it's a twist, it's a sudden stop, it's all sorts of things, and it's not not at all what we plan, right? So as, a, as an entrepreneur's wife, As a spouse, as somebody married to an entrepreneur, what would you say um, is the absolute most difficult difficult thing you've had to um, deal with? Something that you you never thought you would have to deal with? Something that wasn't, you know, maybe like you didn't sign up for this, but you've noticed no matter what, no matter what my intentions are, good or bad, this is a thing that you have had to deal with and had to figure out how to overcome it.
1: I think the most difficult thing has been not knowing you are a very futuristic person. So you are inspired by dreaming and having goals and, and going after it and it excites you. But I am a very realist to live in the today type person. And probably the biggest stretch for me is having that blind trust that, that you are going to succeed, And if you're not going to succeed, I've had to learn that's okay too. I've had to learn to not have to control the everyday, day to day thing. Also, a hard part is you will dream up something and tell me your whole plan and it'll be, you know, awesome and you're so excited. And I'm like, oh man, Mike, like, that's great, but that's not what we're doing right now. And And then you're like, no, 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 it's great. This is, this is going to work. And then five hours later, you're like, okay, I got this. Okay. And you're going to give me this whole new plan and this whole new concept. And my brain's just like, I haven't even processed the first thing you told me. Um, So that's been, that's been a ride.
0: So you felt like like that was um, probably the biggest challenge is just uh, keeping up with my personality and my futuristic mindset and always kind of seeing the future and saying hey let's go let's go do this let's go do that right what would you say is what would you, what would you say is like the craziest thing i ever said hey tabby i've got a great idea let's go do what was that thing what was that one thing
1: sell our house
0: sell our house okay so here's the big question which time
1: (laughs) i laugh because he's had us move 11 times in 15 years um all the times you you don't sit still and every time we get comfortable you're like all right let's go i got a new plan the market's up let's sell our house let's invest it let's you know, I'm going to start this new company, and then the, you'll do the company, and then you're like, all right, I'm going to sell this company, now we're going to do this, and and I'm just, okay. Yes, sir.
0: Well, that is mostly true. <laughs> mostly true. I'm sure it, it happened almost like that. I'm probably misremembering, but yes, that is, that's, that's the thing is I, I say, let's move, let's move. Let's start a new company. I can't sit still. And I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of us, we see a need and we want to fill it. We want to, we want to do something that is, um, better than the thing that already exists. We have maybe a new idea completely altogether, and we're like, I'm going to go do this. Or maybe we're entrepreneurs, or maybe we're 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 ministers who are like, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing that everyone else is doing, but I'm going to serve my local community. I'm going to, you know, maybe maybe it's a it's a crusade for ministers. Maybe it's a crusade across the country, or across the world. Maybe you're going to go move your entire family to India and start a church. You know, I mean, there there could be, a, you know, tremendous amount of things. I remember one of the things. I said, Hey, I've got this, I see, I see the, I see the heart of God over your hometown over Warren, Pennsylvania. And I said, let's sell everything. Let's move. We, we didn't even, we weren't even done with the house we were living in. So we broke the lease to move to Warren, Pennsylvania. We lived there for two years, right? And then we decided at the end of two years, I said, Hey, I've got an idea. I know you're six months pregnant, but let's move back to Texas. What was that like? How did that feel? How did that go?
1: That was hard.
0: It was hard. It was hard. But one of the things that I thought was so amazing about it is it was, I can look back to that as a marker for um, the next level of growth, right? So I think as entrepreneurs, as ministers, when we're, when we're out there, you know, speaking something on stage or out there building something that doesn't exist, it's unbelievably scary, and we don't know what the result is going to be. But if we understand who we serve and whose we belong to, who we, whose we are, God is the one who is controlling our steps. God is the one who is, is nudging nudging us along. God is, is 100%, even if it's something that we dream up, and it may not be God-inspired. God is still willing to teach us things and to allow us to grow and allow us to make mistakes. Some of the some of the decisions that I made did not turn out so well, and they were they were not uh, did not grow us, but they they took away from us. But there were things that were added, life lessons that were learned, things that were so unbelievably impactful that I wouldn't trade anything, at all. I wouldn't trade anything in the world uh, for for those moments and those those decisions we made. One of the things Tabby was talking about just a bit ago was about us selling the house. And I think you were referring to, we had a head nod here. I think you were referring to the house that we're in now than the one before, right?
1: <laughs> all of the above.
0: Okay. So all of the above, I'm going to take that as a yes. What happened um, to us, and if you guys listened to the last uh, podcast, I was talking a little bit about about the, you know, the experience that we went through last year where we had... Um, our newest, most, uh, most, uh, probably the funniest one we've had so far, kid likes to laugh like there is no tomorrow. He was always smiling, um, but we had him come on the stage, come into the world. And that was, that was an actually a really unique situation because we had, we had the pandemic come on. We had just bought a house. We'd moved in the house. We'd only been here a couple of days, right? Maybe three or four days. and we were we were faced with the pandemic we were faced with almost losing you right we were faced with you in the hospital um the boys were really kind of you know didn't know what in the world was going on we had you know my daughter was here and she was panicked everyone like our whole entire lives got flipped upside down and we had to shut the business down so for two months there was no there was no income there was no business i was taking care of you you were taking care of me um, in the limited capacity, but you were, you know, cause I was emotional, right? You were like, it's going to be okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. I'm like, ah, oh, but you don't understand, you know? And and we went through this process. Meanwhile, there's no, there's no money. There's no business. And we had to, we had to figure that out too, right? Now, thankfully we had, our business had done really well the months prior, so we were okay. But we had to completely shut down and we had to completely, you know, shift. Yet again, even in the middle of something we thought was um, a start to a lot of really good stuff, right? And right in the middle of it, we had this massive, we had the pandemic. We had a massive um, life-altering thing, right? New baby. We were done. We were not planning on having a baby. So this was already going to be a challenge. Um, We are, we're not old, but we're not, we're not as young as we were when we had the first one, right? So this was, everything was a challenge. And my question for you is during that during that pandemic, and when things were shutting down, and when I wasn't working, at that point was it for you was it scary or were, were you did you have a different perspective being you know that we're 15 years into this thing, we kind of got a you know an idea of marriage and how things work was that was that scary or was it was it less scary? what what kind of what was going through your mind during that time? I think
1: it was less scary than what it would have been in the past. I think that to be honest, the first month after having the baby and almost losing myself, I was more in recovery mode and just trusting that, you know, you're going to have to figure it out. I can't, I can't be a part of that process. I've, I've got to rest and heal and I think, I think I was not scared. I think that maybe while you might've been, I just had a moment where right before I lost, I don't know what you said, but right before I lost most of my blood and they put me under, I just felt an unsurpassing peace and God saying, it's going to be okay. And so I woke up with a new trust that like, okay, if he got me then, you know, he's going to get me through these months or the pandemic or whatever comes like, you know, and probably that adds to when you asked one of the biggest things I've learned through being married to you is that being young I was always worried well are you going to get paid when are you going to get paid do it you know do you have enough and you would get frustrated and just be like I've got it I've got it and well I don't know you know and you know we you're just starting off and I had a moment where I had to learn, not even just learn, but I realized I am putting my trust in the wrong person. I gave you the pressure of being my provider rather than refocusing and seeing God as my provider. And so during your entrepreneurial, you know, journey, me as your wife, my journey, I had to learn to switch who I look to for my needs and since then. If there are times where I'm like, oh, Mike, you're making me feel uncomfortable or, oh, I don't feel safe right now or, you know, oh, no, you're going to switch something. It's like, OK, but God gave you me. So he knows you and he knows what you're doing. And if if I feel unsafe, it's not you are not my rock. You are my rock, but my foundation is in the Lord. And that is definitely something I've learned in our marriage being married to you is God is my provider, and when I can trust God to provide for us, then he will pour out to you and I'll let you do to cover our family, and he has, he has every time.
0: That's so, so good, and I actually can remember the the first time, because I remember that, oh my gosh, it was like every month, and I was like, yes, sweetheart, I don't, I, like, this is all I do for a living, so all day long, that's the only thing I'm worried about And I'm getting so frustrated with you and like, yes, just leave me alone. I'm making money. I don't know how else to do it. I've turned over every rock, every leaf. Like, I don't know, you know, and short of standing on the street corner and with a sign that says, buy websites from me, I've done it all. So I don't know what else to do. But I remember when you shifted your mindset. I remember when you shifted the way that you thought and the way that you really stopped trusting in me and trusting in the Lord instead for that provision how much our our business really because it's not mine it's ours right and we we have it we are only stewards of it from the perspective of um you know because ultimately it's the lords right but in our household it's you know it's our business and i can remember we had a massive growth not only in the income but the the kind of person that we we were doing work for right the kind of person the kind of client that i would have the clients started shifting from being, you know, uh, frustrated or, you know, or temperamental or, you know, they're happy, then they're sad, then they're happy. You know, it was just this nonstop, like these clients that I had early on, they're just, they were just not, it would, there was something there. Like the communication style wasn't right. Like I just always had clients that were so difficult to work with and you made that shift and our income increased and the clientele changed and, and that's, you know, Of course, I'm always going to have clients who are difficult because people are my clients and all of us as people are difficult. We all come from broken places. We've all had bad past uh, experiences, especially in my industry. Oh my gosh, there's so many people who build websites or do branding or whatever and you don't need any licensing to do it. You just need a computer, the internet and the software and you too can be a web developer. So I've had to deal with a lot of clients who've had really, really bad experiences, and sometimes it's not me that they're upset with, it's the former person, and they just see something in me that reminds them, and they lash out. So, you know, I've I've had to deal with that my whole career, but the the type of people that I'm working with right now, in fact, I don't think I have any clients who are that way anymore— But it's been, it's not just you and it's not just me. It's both of us trusting God and trusting that he's going to be our provider, trusting that he's going to take us to places that we've never been before because we are ultimately working to serve him, right? And so the last question I want to ask you um, really is, is really just, I, I want to hear from you. If you were, if you were not sitting across from me, but let's say you were sitting across from a pastor's wife or an entrepreneur's wife, somebody who was struggling, somebody who was, you know, really just feeling what what you used to feel, very, very insecure about provision. What would you say to them? What like just even if you want to close your eyes and just think about for a moment, what would you say to them in that hurting spot? Because the the honest truth is there's gonna be people that listen to this. Who are exactly that? Who are are in a place where they're maybe hurting, where their spouse, you know, a lot of the reasons why divorces um, happen in this country is over money, right? A lot of a lot of reasons is that, and entrepreneurship is, you know, a lot of conversation around money, right? So, what would you say to somebody that that's really really struggling that would need to hear a word of encouragement?
1: I would say there's no magic fix. That being married to an entrepreneur is hard and I don't think it gets easier in the sense of you can't change them. So I think it is more of a repositioning. All the times that I struggled and all the times I felt like I was going to go crazy if you brought another idea to me or brought another crazy concept or if you're going to work another hour or am I even going to see you this week? Do you have time? Do you, you know, another phone call to interrupt? Like there are so many factors and sometimes maybe it takes an honest conversation. Maybe it takes sitting down with them and, and just sharing your heart and not in a condemning way. But in a, here's my story, and here's how I'm feeling, and then put it on the plate. But before you do that, my advice would be to take it to the Lord and and just pour out to Him and, and say, these areas I'm struggling in, and are these areas that maybe I just need to change my mindset? Are these areas that um I can do something to fix it? I know that... um. One thing I've learned with Michael is that if I'm short with him, he'll be short back. But if I'm kind to him, he flourishes. And if I speak life into him, he flourishes even more. And so I've learned in my my role in being his wife is, you know, am I speaking life or am I taking away? Am I, Am I helping him be fruitful? Or am I damaging him by taking away the gifts God has given him? Because at the end of the day, we're both never going to be alike. I'm never going to be comfortable with change. And he's never going to not change. He's going to want to change all the time. And God gave him to me to also grow me and not just him. And I've told him before in the past, you know, if, if, if we always did what I wanted, because I wanted to be comfortable, and I wanted to, you know, just live the comfortable life, and we would never, not even close, be to where we are today, and it's only because I've allowed him to be who God created him to be, that we are where we are today, and I wouldn't change it for the world, and I only have, you know, him to thank for for not giving up on his dreams, and not settling and not compromising but to continually push through and push through and push through and fight for what he believes in and looking back like how awesome is it that i can be a cheerleader for him at this point in our life rather than somebody that held him back um so my encouragement would be if you're having a hard time take it to the lord um trust him Trust, trust God, trust your husband, believe in your husband, believe that, or spouse, wife, if it's the other way around, this is, you know, it goes both ways. Um, I would say trust is a big, big, big deal. And just like you would with your child, you wouldn't speak down to them. You wouldn't discourage them, but you would, you say, I believe in you and I want the best for you. And you would help your child grow in the gifts god has given him i say do the same to your husband help him grow in the areas god has blessed him in
0: man all right so she needs a podcast of her own because that was good stuff right i'm just i'm i'm so blown away and here's the thing right um you know i know that um you guys see me you guys see me on facebook on mother's day i'll write stuff or all the all the times anything that I do I I'm not as good I was not as good as I am today in the areas that I'm good in um until I met this woman because she's been like that even when we first the very first uh year of our lives we we were first learning you know who here has been married before who here has can remember back to the first year of their lives it was it was wonderful. It was lovely. We were excited to be married. And then we're also like, uh-oh, like I've got to deal with another person every day. There's no going home to my my apartment. There's no having alone time. We are in this together. And she has, she has shaped me. She has encouraged me. She has grown me in ways that, um, I'm so very thankful for. And so you guys get to see, you know, behind every good man is an even greater woman and that's her. And, um,
1: or other way around,
0: or other way around, that's right, yes, absolutely, in our case, yes, in our case, it's only this way, though, there's no other <laughs> way around, you know, and I think but but that's that's um it's a really good point, too, because you know my encouragement to her is always, hey, you need to start a a business, you need to start a podcast, you need to write a book, you need to. Now, you know, of course, because I'm the visionary, right? So I'm just like, I see so much potential and sometimes I feel like I'm being selfish by hiding you and keeping you to myself because you've helped me grow so much. And I'm like, man, I wish that you could help all the other people I know grow so much because you have so much wisdom in you. And so, um, you're so caring and so wonderful. So I wanted to, I wanted to say thank you to you for being here and for, um, just letting everyone hear your heart. So. Um, all of the things that we said in this podcast, of course, we mean that for ministers too. If you're, if you're a pastor, if you're a preacher, if you're, you know, itinerant pastor, you're out in the world, you have a, you have a, a ministry that is just like my business. And I really don't see the difference between, you know, much more, there's not really a big difference between ministry and, and being an entrepreneur, right? There, there are a lot of, there are a lot of similarities. Probably the only, the biggest difference is, you know, the way we get paid. It's a little different. Other than that, you still have all of the the struggles that you have. If you travel, if you're starting a new church, if you, you know, you lead worship all in all sorts of different places all over the world. There, there's so many challenges that come, come alongside that. And so if you are married to somebody who is doing that in their lives, you may feel, you may have felt, at least in the past, the way that Tabby's felt in the past and so hopefully that was encouraging to you guys we are going to wrap this up this podcast thank you so much for listening next week isn't going to be as awesome as this week I'm sorry I'm just going to go ahead and say that up front it's just not going to be as cool but that's okay it's still going to be good you should listen to it anyway guys thank you so much for spending time with us and we will see you on the next broadcast